Hey everybody, it's In the Clinch MMA Podcast, Paul Fontaine alongside Ryan Frederick as always and uh, got a big show today. We got two shows to talk about from this past weekend, um, although I there's not a whole hell of a lot to say about either one of them, but um, we will talk about them and, uh, and we're going to preview UFC 284 coming up this weekend from Australia with a couple of big title fights and a lot of other stuff, some real big news that came in this past week that we talked about last week um regarding connor and uh and yeah and uh, and there's some some other fun stuff we got planned so ryan uh kind of back to normal back in the usual schedule i guess say hey, we've got pretty much do we have the 25th off or is there a show that weekend no there's there's shows uh there's mma every weekend until wrestlemania weekend okay so i think Oh, I was going to say the one – I was thinking the one show I might miss was was the weekend I'm going to Vegas, but I'm actually might be going to that show. So, in yeah. fact, I should be going to that show. Um, I don't know why I was – but, yeah, that's the only holidays I have coming up. So, um, But I'll be uh, – I'll still be able to do the show because I get back on Monday. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we, uh, we, had a, we had a big show. And um, the uh, – I guess first we should talk about Bellator. Um, Bellator 290 uh, was uh, – Belter's debut on uh, CBS, in some ways, I mean, theoretically, you could call it the biggest show in company history, although I wouldn't. Um, I mean, it could have been and maybe should have been, but it definitely wasn't. Um, I mean, you know, and that's not just the way it ended, but just kind of the the matches they put on it. And, you know, we had Fader's last fight, and that was a big draw. But, I mean, you had a, a middleweight title fight in the co-main, and, you had Brandon Ward and Saba Humazi in the opener, which is, you know, two names that nobody really knows. Um, both guys have exciting fights, but that doesn't really make people want to watch. Yeah. So. yeah hopefully they saw that fight. That fight was a hell of a fight. Oh, yeah, it was. It was. And, and you know, and Brandon Ward's got a great story, which they didn't really tell, but uh, they kind of yeah. hinted at it. <laughs> um, you know, um, and he's long history in Bellator. I mean, I, I wish they would have like you know shown like a lot of clips of, of like a lot of his finishes and stuff like that. And I don't know, you know, he just seemed to want to go to Josh Thompson and whatever that woman's name was at the desk and talk. All you know, like I, I swear they must have been on camera for you know m- more like forty five minutes on the out of the sh- of the show of the two hour show. Um, but um, yeah, of course the main event. Uh, obviously, I'm sure most of you know. Uh, Ryan Bador, Bador. <laughs> Somebody called him Bador on the show, and I just can't stop doing it now. Um, yeah, Ryan Bader uh, beat Fedor Emelianenko, uh two minutes and thirty seconds. Um, just, just a sad, sad fight. Um, it was, it was really, really sad to watch. I mean, it wasn't like Rampage Jackson or Chuck Liddell sad, but it was pretty damn close to that. Uh, yeah, it was. I mean, it was pre- pretty close to that sad. I mean, from the opening get go, it's like you could tell like Fedor was just he's was completely shot. Like, yeah, just like slow, just so slow, and no chin, no couldn't take a shot, couldn't deliver a shot. No, shot, he was like I mean, missing his shots by like yeah. a mile. I mean, oh. and, and it's not like Bader's some spring chicken. Bader's thirty nine years years old. I mean, he's you know he's he's hitting the forty mark here here soon. But he looked just. I mean, he, I mean, compared to how Fader Fader looked, Fader looked like he was in his mid twenties. Just a, yeah, just very non-competitive. I know Fedor wanted this fight 
in particular, this is the fight he asked for to go out on, you know, hindsight, yeah. you know, we know how MMA retirements are They're They're always a sad story. There's, there's very rarely any happy endings when it comes yeah. to MMA retirements. And this was just another one of those. It was just, it was just really, it was really sad to see. And, you know, Fedor, he, hopefully, hopefully for sure, this is the end. I know he went on, he fought longer than he should have because he, uh, let's just say he had a lot of money taken from him by his previous, yeah, you know, the employers, managers, whatever you want to call call them, the Russian mob, whatever you want to call it. You know, he he definitely you know had to fight longer than he probably wanted to, and definitely definitely longer than he should have because of yeah, you know the the sad story of the of the fighter who's considered the greatest heavyweight of all time, one of the all-time greatest fighters just being taken advantage advantage of and having a fight far longer than he needed, than he should have. And it's just, you know, it's really when you kind of look at the, you know, as big of a star as Fedor was in pride and in those early, early days when MMA got hot, like he's probably got one of the saddest stories when you kind of look at it over overall about the guy who had to hold on too long. Well, if you think about it, he when he got after he got knocked out by Dan Henderson in 2011, which yeah, man, that's like 11 and a half years ago now. I mean, he fought and he should have retired then, and yeah. he fought 12 times since then, and he went nine and three. I mean, you know, but it's not like he was beating, you know, like he was beating names people knew, but not really pe- fighters that were anywhere I mean, close to their he, prime. He was he, he was beating guys who were what he was on Saturday, basically. Yeah, like Pedro Hizzo, um, you know, like uh, Satoshi Ishii. I mean, uh, even when he beat Chael and yeah. Rampage, like those guys, like they were done, you know. Well, and not only that, but I mean, even, you know, like Chael, you know, he was also, you know, Chael is, you know, naturally probably, you know, I don't know, 30 pounds lighter than Fedor. I mean, he fought as a middleweight for most of his career and, and he moved up to heavyweight for the fight with Fedor. Um, Rampage, I mean, Rampage fought as a light heavyweight and he probably had to cut to make 265. Um, you know, Tim Johnson was a good win, but I don't know if that was a lucky punch or, or what, but, um, I didn't see that. I don't remember. I don't know if I saw that fight. Um, but you know, he won that one in a minute 40. Um, but I mean, Bader, I, I, it's hard to even tell, you know, whether or not what you can say about Bader, like my gut says that if Bader fought, for instance, you know, um, Sergey Spivak, who, you know, spoiler alert, won the main event of the UFC show the same night. Like, I have a feeling Spivak beats him. Yep. Well, yeah. yeah. I agree. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, and, and Bader's the heavyweight champion of Bellator, and I don't really know who any of the contenders are. I I suppose they would probably put him up against um, uh, who was it? There was a heavyweight that won on the, uh, on the prelims, I think. Uh, uh, Ali Isayev, yeah. No, that's not the one I'm thinking of. Uh, Steve Mowry. Um, he lost. Well, that was a draw. Uh, no, it was a draw. A draw, a draw, yeah. Yeah, but uh, Mowry kind of probably should have won that fight. But um, it, it I, I mean, I had a draw too. It was, uh, there was a 10 8 round in there, which I want to talk about that a, a little bit. But yeah. Um, actually, let's talk about I had an argument with somebody on Twitter. I mean, it's not an argument. We just went back and forth and then just kind of dropped it. But. I can't remember a fight where there there was 28-28 across the board where there wasn't a penalty point involved. 
Like, yeah, did, yeah. I'm sure it's happened, but not, yeah, not often and not recently. Yeah, I can't remember one off the top of my head. I'd have to, I'd yeah, have to I research mean, it. It's, it's hard to research because I mean, you got to look up all the draws, and then you have to figure out if there was a point. And but, but I mean, it's rare. It's very yeah, rare I mean, for all three judges to give a ten eight. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and they did in this fight, and it was the right score. Um, you know, but uh, and and honestly, like if you were gonna give. You know, Maori could have won the fight because a couple of rounds were close, but the round that he won was was pretty dominant. Um, and uh, yeah, I I watched the whole show. Um, so I mean, but uh, you know, and, and I'll go over because well, I know you only watch the main card. Um, but uh, yeah, Bador, not much to say. Bador, there I go again. Um, but one thing I really liked, and and you know, and it sucked that we had to see Fedor like that. But the the parade of legends after it was really yeah. cool to see all those guys together, and you know, and and relatively healthy. And I mean, none of them look like you know they're any you know that you ever want to see them fight again. But it was kind of cool to just see them. Uh, Chuck Liddell looked like he's about thirty weeks pregnant, um, but he was like joking about it too. You could tell. Um, but, uh, the rest of them, you know, they looked, you know, all right. And, uh, you know, relatively healthy, I would think. And, uh, it's kind of cool. You don't often see that many. It was Matt Hughes. You had Rampage and Chael Sonnen, um, obviously Chuck, Randy Couture, um, okay, Frank Shamrock. Uh, I'm sure I'm missing a few. There was one guy I couldn't recognize. Like I, he looked vaguely familiar, but I didn't know who he was. I thought it was Joe Rogan at first. Um, was it a hoist? Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. I, I, I know Hoyce. I know Hoyce. This guy I, was taller than Hoyce. Yeah, I'd, I'd um, have to look. I'd have to look at the. Yeah, I don't think he was a fighter. I think he was like maybe a manager or something. Yeah, because I didn't. I didn't see that part. Oh, because, okay. Yeah, like he because, was recovering UFC. So. Yeah, because I mean, yeah. I mean, the I didn't see the end of the Evelyn Evelyn fight, but I know he was the. I saw the first round and a half before UFC started started and i know he was dominating it and i you know from reading reading i, I was like i guess that was the entire the entire fight that here you know, basically I, I got a i got a um yeah i, I got the picture too yeah <laughs> so second from the second from the end beside dan henderson mark coleman oh right all right okay yeah that's okay that's the guy i didn't recognize yeah there's hoist right there between chael and chuck yeah i missed him but i mean yeah. i definitely recognize hoist um yeah chael there's Who's the guy on the ground uh, with his fingers out? Uh, that's one of one of Fedor's. Oh, one two of guys in the Fedor shirt is his corner. There's a yeah. Josh Barnett. Oh yeah, I didn't mention Josh. Yeah, he was uh, morphing into Brock Lesnar. Um, yeah, <laughs> like, I, I swear every every time they showed him, I thought it was Brock for a second. Um, they they, they look like brothers. Um, but yeah, it was Brock's, Brock's wearing cowboy hats these days. Oh my god, did you see him on Raw? I just he, saw I, I just saw the the GIF image. Uh, oh on, no! On just, not just you, you gotta you gotta watch the promo because he's like uh, he's all of a sudden got a Texas accent. It's hilarious. <laughs> uh, it's like, yeah, I, I, like a guy from Minnesota living in Canada with a Texas that's accent. That's exactly yeah. the point I made in our Facebook group. I'm like, yeah, it, it is hilarious. He's having so much fun. It's great. Um, you know, him and Lashley's going to be going to be fun. Brock I'd love to see fun. them in a real fight, actually. But. Brock having fun is always is always yeah. Yeah. nice. Uh, you brought up the co-main. Not much to say about that one. Um, it was pretty much a boring fight. Uh, Johnny Eblen uh, won over Anatoly Tokov by unanimous decision. It was either 50-45 or 49-46. I scored it 49-46, but 
Um, you know, one judge had it 50-45, the other two had it 49-46. But um, all the round, well, I'd say the first three rounds were all pretty close. Uh, Evelyn really dominated the fourth and fifth. Um, but even saying they were close, I mean, it was still, you know, it, it wasn't that close. You know what I mean? Like uh, John McCarthy had it 50-45. Um, he scores the fights as they're going along on Bellator. Yeah. Um, it, what, what did you think of this one? Not really much, eh? Like, oh, like I said, Eblin, Eblin, and I only saw the first round and a half before okay. UFC started. So, yeah. oh, and you kind of probably figured out where it was going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you know? kind of. I, I kind of got that sense in that first five minutes. Yeah, yeah I mean, Eblin's really good. And yeah, so, and Tokov's good, but I mean, Eblin's like. Like he's he might be a guy who could be like if you moved in the USC instant top ten kind of guy yeah kind of guy I would say, I would Tokov, say that Tokov would be would struggle to be ranked for a little bit a little bit but yeah Evelyn's really good and yeah you, you know I saw I saw how that fight was going to end up it's not surprise it's not surprising no I mean he beat Musasi and now he's beating Tokov he's an undefeated thirteen and zero uh, Bellator middleweight champion so. Um, you know, he looked impressive. Of course, he cut a promo that they had to edit. There was like 20 seconds of dare. Um, somebody needed to tell these guys, dudes, you're on network TV. Don't swear. Um, but, you know, whatever. We got what we got. Um, and Eblin's kind of a nice guy. Uh, Brandon Ward in the opener did the same thing. But, I mean, anybody know, anybody ever seen Brandon Ward, you know, you give that guy a mic, he's, he's swearing. Like, yeah. you know, so I, I mean, and even if you tell him ahead of time, he's still going to swear. Uh, he's like, uh, he's kind of like an East Coast Diaz brother, um, although he's he's nuts. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, he he got a big win over Sabah Humazi, uh, minute 34 of the second round. This was a hell of a fight. Uh, both guys just rocked each other. And uh, Brennan, I mean, he, I think he, he thinks he might've got knocked out in the first round because uh, he doesn't really remember much. He said, uh, but he, he didn't stop fighting and the ref didn't stop the fight. So he just kept going. And then he ended up finishing uh, Hamazi in the second. Hamazi got tired and uh, Brennan just, once he got him on the ground, he was, he's just vicious. That's just what he does. If you've ever seen Brennan Ward, um, he's one of the guys like early on in like the, you know, the middle, middle part of the last decade in Bellator, you know, when they were on uh, spike, and even I think maybe even goes back to MTV. Um, he he was he was one of their signature stars, and you know he fought for the middleweight title at one point. Just just a exciting fighter, and uh, good to see him get a big win here. Yeah, yeah. And then he had all those, uh, you know, well documented issues with drugs, yeah. drugs, and all and all that that kind of hurt his career, hurt his career, and he took his time clean, sober, and all that, all that now. Which you know he's got a great story. It's a you know, like I said, with all that, like it felt like every time I turned it to Bellator, there was there was talking going on. Yeah, <laughs> going yeah. On. I got I got lucky with the UFC, the first two fights ending so quickly that that there was and that there was that when I turned it, I was like, okay, Bader and Fedor are about to walk out, and I figured that. To be honest, I figured that was only going to go around. So so it it ended, and I turned it right back to UFC. And here, sure enough, the next fight was about to start. About to start. I mean, the timing couldn't have been perfect there, more perfect yeah. there. But yeah, but you know, I would have liked them to have seen them. I saw the early part, and I saw the Ward Hamasi fight. I would have liked them to spend more time talking about Brandon Ward's battle. Yeah, or may, maybe even you know show some of the stuff from the undercard. Yeah. Um, you know, what it whatever. But you know, just Josh Thompson and and uh, and yeah. the other yeah. lady talking. I don't know. Yeah. 
They so I did. I watched the prelims. I'll just run over the results. Yeah, the only thing, the only thing but, I saw in the prelims was uh, that Lorenz Larkin knockout. Finish, yeah, finish. Yeah, yeah, that was good. That was that was good over um, Malkamad Berkamov. Uh, it uh, you know, and that was a bit of a bit of an upset. But Larkin's been on a good run at one seventy. He's uh, twenty five and seven now. Probably like one win away from a title shot. Uh, but we had in the opener uh, Nikita Mikhailov uh, won a unanimous decision over Darian Caldwell. This was uh, it was a close fight. It could have gone either way, and uh, just went. Caldwell was kind of surprised that he lost, but it, I think it was twenty nine twenty eight across the board for Mikhailov. Uh, Diana Avzaragova got a split decision over Alejandro Lara. Not much to say about that fight. Um, Avzaragova is six and zero now. She's uh, you know looks look kind of in, kind of impressive. Grant Neal won a split decision over Carl Albrechtson. Albrechtson, I think, if this is the fight I remember right, I don't have this, the judges' scores in front of me, but I think one judge scored at 30-27 for Albrechtson, and the other two went 29-28 for Neil. It was all 29-28. Oh, was it? Okay. There was another fight, though, where where that happened. Um, I can't remember. It might have been – maybe it was the Corrales. No, I don't think it was – no, all the scores on the you know, I think you you might be thinking of a UFC or something. Oh, maybe. Yeah, I just remember one where yeah, it was thirty twenty seven one way. Yeah, the, yeah, the, that was on the UFC. All the okay. all the Beltra score cards are Okay. Know, all the gotcha. same pretty okay. much. Yeah. All right. But yeah, Grant Neal Alberson was, you know, it was again another close fight and uh I'm not surprised that it went just with decision. Uh Chris Gonzalez got a uh, uh second round uh KO over Max Roscoff, the former, the guy that quit on the stool in UFC. And Roscoff looked really good in the first round, and then he just kind of faded, and Gonzalez took over. And uh, nice win for Gonzalez. He's now 8-2, and two, and Roscoff falls to 7-2. and two. Uh, Maori and Isayev, uh, we talked about that a little bit earlier. Um, it it uh, went to a draw, uh, 28-28. Um, they, you know, like I said, there was one round was uh, 10-8, I think, for Maori. I actually had Maori. Well, no, I had it as a as a draw as well. First round was real close. Um, you could have got given it to Maori, but Asayev got a or sorry, um, Asayev was kind of dominating, but Maori got a late knockdown, I think. And John McCarthy, I think, might have had it twenty nine twenty seven for Maori uh, because he gave Maori the first round, and then Asayev may have like eked out the second. Or the third, I should say, but but Maori dominated the second, which is you know kind of weird. But and the judges all scored it the same, which is weird. Uh, Henry Corrales, a big upset win over Ahmed Megamedov. Uh, he's one of the bigger upsets on the card at plus four hundred. He was actually a bigger upset than Fedor, and uh, and he won a United decision over uh, Ahmed Megamedov, and that was like it was very dominant uh, decision. And uh, and Megamedov, uh, that was his first career loss. So a uh, big win for Corrales. Um, and uh, Lorenz Larkin uh, capped off the prelims with a first round uh, KO. Nice elbow over uh, Mukhamed Berkamov. So yeah. not elbow, a great night for the Russians. Yeah, yeah, elbow right out of the clinch and Berkamov yeah. to, did the old flare fa- face plant to the man. Yeah. Right down, and and Larkin knew he was out and just backed yeah. off. So yeah, prelims were fun. They did four post limbs, which I didn't watch, but uh, Neiman Gracie got a win, and uh, he was the only real name of note on there. Yeah. Although there's a guy maybe people want to look out for, Jalen Bates, uh, moved up to seven and zero. I think he's yeah. a former uh, college wrestler, but um, yeah. So that was uh, so Bellator. Um, the overnights came in on yeah. Sunday. Yeah, here's here's what I was gonna. Add. I was yeah. going to ask you, ask you, and that was going to segue, segue into that. So, so you know, we talked about all the downtime, and they spent yeah. a lot of downtime 
talking about the champions of the other division, mm-hmm. other divisions, other divisions, yep. you know, spend a lot of time, you know, trying to, trying to get whatever audience is watching. Roll call of champions. Watching it. Roll call of champions as they called it. But, uh, yeah. Should they have spent less time on that and maybe thrown in another fight? Because I think so. Yeah, and because when we look at these ratings, you have to think that this is probably going to be one and done on CBS. I would think so. I mean, I, I, you know, I haven't really looked at uh, what Bellator. Maybe you did because I knew you had some ratings discussions with people, but like what CBS usually does on Saturday nights, if it's not sports. Um, and I mean, I guess this is sports, so that's not a good way to look at it. I think they usually just air like reruns of, you know, their, I can, do, their I can tell you, I can tell you what exactly, what exactly they, they, they air, but let's go ahead and get well, no, tell me that. Tell me that. Let's go ahead and get what, what, in the, what the, what Bellator did. So they did 928,000 on the overnights, um, yeah. with the West, when the West coast numbers come in and, and that's like, so the overnights are metered markets. It's the top. Uh, 10 i think markets and it's a you know it's an average and it's usually pretty close but they tend to go up uh anywhere from seven to ten percent and given that this was a west coast show um it may be you know on the higher end of that it could you know occasionally as high as 15 percent. i used to keep an eye on this and, and occasionally still do because of smackdown yeah. uh because i do the ratings for smackdown at wrestlingobserver.com and and the overnights come in on saturdays and we kind of ignore them Although sometimes when they're big, people make a big deal about it. But um, and and usually when it's big, then you know the the final number is big too. And this one, you know, I would guess my you know my my educated guess because I study this this stuff more closely than most people. I think it's gonna be right around a million, uh, a little bit lower, a little bit higher. I would say there's a slight possibility it gets up to one point one, but probably no more than that. And I didn't see what the uh, eighteen to forty nine was. Do you have that? I think it was like a point one one. That's bad. I think like that that's 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 bad. I can't remember. I mean, I, I I will just say like there there is, I mean they're hoping for a lot more than point one one when they go um, when they're putting a show on there. Let me look at last Saturday yeah. what what they did. Um, so CBS. Okay, okay so uh, yeah, I have the last couple Saturday. Saturdays, you know the CB, CBS, yeah, because uh, this kind of this kind of had a rant. I'm looking up one quick thing before. Well, la- last week they did uh, CBS uh, Saturday News, uh, and in the eight o'clock spot, and they did 1.8 million viewers with a point one three. Yeah, so so those are kind of those are a little little off. You need to be looking from from nine to ten and ten to eleven. Okay, so nine to ten. Was uh, forty eight hours actually? It's forty eight hours for both. It's forty eight. Yeah, last two weeks forty eight hours has been for both. The first hour is a repeat, repeat, yeah. and the and the second hour is new. Uh, is new. But when you but when you combine those, like you do the two hours, like you two point five million, and you're roughly 2. looking at two point four, two point four, a little over two point four, and a little over you know, and around two point two. So which they, uh, which is double to triple. Yeah, I, I I made the point that it was double to triple what Bellator. You know, their usual Saturday nights is double to triple what Bellator did. Bellator did. Okay, so this this brought a this brought out a couple. One did it publicly, but two, and he also did it privately, and another did it privately. A couple of people who work for Showtime Sports attacking me on Twitter over yeah over facts i'm you know they're trying to defend the bellator ratings and they're claiming that that uh 
Uh, okay, Bells, we're doing 0.15 in the demo. So, okay, 0.15. So, that's, I mean, that's, yeah, it's still less than what, horrible, but it's, it's not good. Still, yeah, it's still less than what they do on a normal Saturday night. Saturday night. And, uh, yeah, I just, I mean, guys, guys who work for Showtime, Showtime, I mean, these are factual numbers that are out. You can't try to spin it, spin it like it's a fact that Bellator did did half of what what CBS does on a Saturday Saturday night. Don't be coming up with excuses and calling somebody who's pointing this out names because that was very disrespectful. I don't want to, you know, I'm I have, you know, I'm trying to be civil, civil because it's private DMs, but I have half a mind of wanting to make these public because like it's not it's not how you kind of treat people, treat people. You're coming off, you're making your company and yourself look bad. You know, you're making yeah. Showtime sports look bad, look bad by, by just a simple person. Like, yeah, I'm in the MMA media, but I was just, you know, somebody asked a question like, what does Bellator, what does CBS usually do, do on, do on Saturday nights? And I said, I said, they usually re air 48 hours and it generally does about double, sometimes triple what Bellator does. And the response was like, it was basically, basically I was being called a liar, a liar. And then when I presented the facts on the last two weeks, two weeks, you know, rate, ratings, ratings, they took it private and wanted to start hurling insults at me and calling me names. Like there's a very disrespectful, very disrespectful one. Uh, one of them was Chris de Blasio because I'll, I'll, I'll blast him on a public publicly because he's the one who responded to me public publicly. Like guys, like, like you, you need to not worry about, I mean, this is factual stuff, stuff, yeah. stuff, you know, you know, it sucks that Bellator didn't do better. It sucks that nobody was interested in it. Maybe y'all, maybe y'all Showtime sports should have spent more time focusing on trying to get that, get that show promoted during the NFL yes. playoffs because yes. there was zero, there was zero promotion during the NFL playoffs. Nobody knew the show existed instead of attacking people for, for bringing up factual Factual stuff, and if you watch, and if you watch the Fox or uh, I don't know, ABC, um, they 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 plug UFC all the time. Yeah, and they they, and and they plug UFC that's not on ABC. They plug ESPN plus plus events every week during. I mean, they have basketball and yeah, you know, and 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 it gets and like and even on ESPN, like UFC is plugged so much on ESPN during everything. Like it should have done like a countdown show or something. And, even you know, even like with WWE, WWE, like I will, you know, it's all over Fox. Yep, all yep. over Fox. And, you know, oh, Fox football, NASCAR, I, everything. It's all over it. I couldn't believe everything. it. Like I went to the states, you know, a yeah. couple weeks ago, and we when we were watching, you know, the morning shows, like they're they're Fox um, WWE commercials almost every single break. Yeah, you know, like I knew the card that was going to be on SmackDown. Just from listening to commercials, yeah. <laughs> you know, like uh, it was, yeah, it was crazy. And and up here in Canada, like we yeah, don't even that, get that. That's so. part of the that's part of the reason why. I mean, you you always, you know, you being in Canada, you're, you know, we were back in the old days, like like you know, you would never know like SmackDown or Raw, what, yeah. was, what was coming up, but like SmackDown, like like every Friday night, you already have a big match for the next Friday night because they spend all week airing the commercial. Like this is what's happening this Friday night. Yeah. On SmackDown. Yep. SmackDown. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's why never, and that's why it rarely, very rarely, you know, only like major circumstances force changes because, because they promote, they promote yep. the hell out of it on it, but there was no promotion for, 
no, no promotion for for Bellator at all, at all. So maybe that's why the ratings are so bad. So instead of ta- attacking people for pointing for pointing out the reasons, own up to what the possible what. And and all you're doing by doing that is exposing yourself and bringing attention yeah. to the fact that you're an idiot. Like yeah. when you when you're arguing facts, like that's yeah. just dumb. Yeah, so, it's just yeah. yeah I just so I geek mean, of the week, geek of the week. I mean, for, I mean, uh, like Debazio. Yeah, yeah, like. Let's take Dana out of it, out of it when he talks to the power slap shit that yeah. he was doing the other night. Other night, but when UFC did, UFC has done bad, bad ratings or less than less than what was expected for stuff. They don't come out with excuses. Just like, yeah, that's what it was. It is what it is. They don't say they don't yeah. say anything. They don't attack people, pa- attack people for tweeting out what the ratings were. And, and they could, point, they could point, turn, turn around out. and say, they could turn around and say, oh well, you know, like four hundred thousand people watching ESPN Plus. Yeah. Uh, but then they know, like, if we do that, then all anybody's, oh, yeah, you're full of shit, but yeah. you're lying. Yeah, I mean, they're, you know, you know, you know their point, you know, if somebody, if somebody looks at, looks at, well, you know, what they, you know, back when UFC was on, on Fox, you know, they did, what, 1.8, 1.8, yeah. let's just say, let's start on them, 1.8. Well, you know, the two weeks before, that time slot was drawing 3 million, so it's, you know, you know, yeah. they're going to be, they're not going to be like, you know, coming up, well, you know, you're lying or blah, blah. Blah blah blah, or call people names, or be like, yeah, they won't even, they won't even, they won't yeah. even say anything. They're just like, yeah, whatever. No. Yeah, and and there's a reason. I mean, there's a reason why they're not on Fox anymore. Yeah, you know, they're you know, it wasn't worth it to Fox. <laughs> and maybe there's a reason why Bellator is about to, is trying to be sold. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, I think we spent enough time on Bellator. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is the uh, most, this is probably the most Bellator talk that we'll get all year, unfortunately, because it's a, yeah, you know, and, and, that's and if we like, would, if we would have got our scheduled guest, I feel like we or our, our schedules we couldn't get, we might even talk more. Yeah, about it. yeah. If, <laughs> if, if, Dave, if Dave was able to join us, you know, we would have yeah. had a whole lot of discussion because yeah. you study you study ratings for wrestling. Yeah. I study them hardcore for for MMA, and I you know, and I look at the wrestling ones, and I look at sports sports in general because it's just it's always you it's know interesting what, what, it's interesting what, what you know and even like tv shows it's just interesting knowing what people are why people are watching and 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 all that so it's just like when you start comparing stuff it's you know because because i mean this is probably not cheap programming whereas 48 hours is cheap programming and you know if you yeah so yeah whatever all right. Uh, so we 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 also had same night uh, later on in the night. Um, it was uh, UFC uh, from the Apex on ESPN Plus, uh, and it was the show that was originally scheduled for South Korea. Um, Sergey Spivak and Derek Lewis headlined. Uh, we only had eleven fights. Um, we lost one, um, Mandy Bohm and uh, Ji Yoon Kim. So we previewed that last week, but that fight fell fell out during the week or. Was it, I, I didn't even really it fell out. It. it fell out like two hours before the show. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I wasn't like completely out of the loop, not realizing. Cause I, I think I might even put a bet on that fight. Yeah, I, I remember, I remember waking up. I remember I took a nap because I was covering it and I wanted to make sure, make sure I was up. And I remember, I remember it was about six o'clock our, okay. our time. Our time. And I woke up, I woke up to go, go get dinner, you know, to go, Go get dinner so I could eat, eat, be home before Bella, Bella tour starts. And I, uh, I remember on my way, I just got fast food. I remember from from the time I left my house to the time I got home, home. That's when the Kim bomb fight. Okay. Uh, and I, yeah, I must have put a bet on that then because I put my bets down at like five o'clock yeah. uh, our time, right before the Bell Tour show started. So I had a good night. I I made like a hundred thirty dollar profit. So solid. Yeah, yeah, I had a couple underdogs that uh, came through. The Corrales, and uh, there's one on the UFC card too. Fugit, Fugit, I, I had a bet on him. 
So get you get you a late night poker tournament in in Vegas yeah. and they're in a month. Yeah, there you go. There you go. No, I you know what? I won't be putting MMA bets on in Vegas because the uh the 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 house the like this this um what would they call it? The markup or whatever. Yeah. It way the juice is way juice. too too heavy in Vegas for, yeah. for, for me to put bets down in Vegas. So I just do it online. But uh yeah, main event. Uh we we referenced it earlier. Sergey Spivak. Uh, he just kind of uh, just mauled Derek Lewis. and Uncon- uh, would be the word for this fight. Yeah, three minutes and five seconds. And, I mean, really, like, there wasn't 20 seconds in this fight that Lewis was even competitive. Um, he was just, like, at the end of this fight, I, I, I mean, I wouldn't have been surprised if Lewis retired. Like, I just, I don't really even know what's next for him, honestly. I'm sure he won't, but I'm thinking maybe he should. Uh, because, I mean, he looked, he did not look good here. He quit. Like he he tapped out, you know, um, from from an arm triangle choke, but he was getting beaten. You know, it was one of those things where I think he was just looking for a, a reason to get out because he wasn't even trying. At one point, he did get up. Like there was, you know, one of his patented Derek Lewis things where you know he's down and then he just you know springs up and then just just took him right down. I think he had yeah. like seven takedowns in three minutes. Yeah, like six six was the official count, but it felt oh, yeah. like I was like like the probably like more like an unofficial count was probably mm-hmm. more like eight to ten. Yeah, yeah, it was just it was he just ragdolled him and uh you know not a not a ton of damage but just 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 was, beating him. Yeah, it was one of those where you know he had the big slam takedown takedown yeah. at, at the beginning before Lewis did the get up and Lewis by the way didn't even land a single strike yeah, in the entire yeah, fight no. in the entire fight granted only 3 minutes but then it was like one of those deals where where like he would you know they'd get up they get dragged down and be down for one second to get up. And it's kind of like one of those repeats until he finally got it down. And yeah, Der- I mean, if you want Derek Lewis to win a fight, matching him up against a wrestler is not the, is not the way to go. And this was a bad matchup for him. Yeah. And now, I mean, you know, now he's, you know, he's going to be near the bottom of the top 10 if he's, if he's even ranked and you can't put him against anybody above him. So the only thing he's going to do is is block contenders or put over contenders. You know, like guys yeah. that are coming up. Like, oh, you beat Derek Lewis, you get ranked. And uh, I, that's why I say, like, I, I'm not saying they should cut him or anything. And you know, if he oh, wants, they're to keep, not. They're not. No, they, they're him. never going to cut him. But Dana was adamant about that. So. Yeah, but but I mean, I I I just I don't know if I'm him. Like, I guess you know, he's. He, I saw an interview. I usually skip through everything, um, and I was just kind of visually skipping through on Fight Pass, and I yeah. noticed like a, a Derek Lewis interview with uh, Charlie Ar- Arnold. So yeah. I, I stopped it and watched it because I figured it was a Derek Lewis interview. And it was like, he was so nice. Like he just very soft spoken. No, like nothing noteworthy or anything. But I thought the funny thing was, was she was giving him serious questions. And of course she comes from WWE and he's given her WWE answers. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, I got to keep fighting because my kids need new shoes. <laughs> and, you know, and like, and she's like, oh, well, that's interesting. And, you know, and then she's trying to like get something out of him. And he's just like, he's just nice. And he's got his hands behind his back and just all polite. And, you know, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it was like the one interview I decided to watch. And I, I, I was amused, even though he didn't really say anything. But uh, yeah, it was, it was, you know, not as sad as watching Fedor, but. Just kind of like, ah, man, like this guy was, you know, like he fought for the title not that long ago. And here he is, you know, losing to Spivak. And Spivak was so happy after the fight. And, uh, you know, he was he was uh, trying to call out people and they asked him for a name. And he finally says, John Jones. And uh, but then he's like, there's no way John Jones is going to fight me. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, I don't know who who you put him. Up. I, I mean, I would probably put him up against Tybura next, but 
Um, I mean, they, yeah, they they fought they fought a couple of years ago. Maybe it, might be a time for a rematch, or maybe uh, you know. I, I was wondering if they'd fought. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess they yeah, yeah, really yeah, yeah. It was a decision. So yeah, two two years ago, <laughs> pandemic. Yeah. Three years ago now. Yeah, the one of the last shows before the pandemic. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, maybe that works. Maybe that works. Uh, or you know, I don't know. Rosenstruck is there. Yeah, is there Sergey Pavlovich? Maybe I don't. You know. Yeah, they could put little, that on a European little, show. A little Sergey on Sergey violence. So. There you go. There you go. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, nice, nice, impressive win for him. And and at least it, it uh, you know, it was a late night and it, you got the main event over early. So that was good. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, um, I, was, I was asleep 10 minutes after the show. I, I don't doubt it. What what time was it? Like 3 a.m.? No, no. It was, I think it was like 2.15. That's not bad. They, they, not get, bad. they, they went through, they, they went through the main card as quickly as possible. Yeah, I um I watched the next day, like so. I I think I started watching at six in yeah. the afternoon, and I was done by like I don't know eight thirty. Yeah. So yeah. you know, I watched the eleven fights in like two and a half hours. Yeah, so. and watching it live, I mean, the show the show was good, but it hit the wall at the fight that I was expecting it to hit the wall, and it kind of you know what was that the actual jubilee no no the type of fight oh oh god yeah that yeah, would have been like what, what would that be like 12 30 yeah I'd, yeah I'd have been out yeah if yeah, i was, was watching like live there's no like way that. i'm making it through i think i fell asleep in that there was one fight i fell asleep in um it might have been that one uh where i i just completely missed a round and i just i'm <laughs> not going back and watching yeah i i i I chugged a monster energy before that fight because I knew because yeah. I, I knew that one was gonna go go the distance and it was probably gonna gonna yeah. be uneventful and yeah, and that's exactly like, what it was. I, yeah. I got like for somebody, you know, you know, I mean like I love this I love this sport. Uh, yeah, you you know, I I wouldn't have fallen asleep. asleep well no, because you're covering asleep. it too, right? No, like, yeah. Well I'm covering it. I'm covering it. Sometimes you need a little extra boost. But I mean, like I'm watching it and even when I'm covering it, I wouldn't have fallen asleep. But but sometimes you just you know, sometimes you know just like that fight that that if it, if this was the fight that was gonna take me out, take me out in the middle of the night, you know. <laughs> that was it. There was there was there was one time when I was when I was covering when I when we used to go back and forth and, and we used to do an alternate weeks on observer, um, where I was in the middle of a fight and there was nothing happening and you know, I had nothing to type, like oh, you know, like well, they they just went back and forth for two minutes and no nobody fought. And where I like I was in the middle of typing a word and and my eyes like drifted off and then I looked down and I had like mumble jumbo on the screen. And, like luckily I had hit enter so it didn't go up. And then there was a couple times and those these were on those ones that were like either late late night or early early morning, you know, the ones from overseas where I always seem to get those ones and um I I would like fall asleep between fights. But I yeah. would wake up. Like I wouldn't miss like I, feel, I, I would like- be I feel like there was one time where I saw where like you were doing it and I saw a little bit of a delay in the coverage yeah. being updated and I <laughs> yeah. sent you a message just to make sure you're awake because yeah. I was wide awake watching it uh, watching yeah. it. it was like you, you awake Paul you need me to take over or, you know yeah that was like yeah that. I'm sure that's what happened like it was you know and I was probably like madly catching up and yeah. you know and then I just update like you know three rounds at once you know yeah, like, yeah. but uh yeah I feel, like, was, I feel like that happened one I feel yeah like that it, it that one happened a couple times um you know because it's just like those times were insane but uh you know luckily i uh i got but, so, i mean i mean it kind of in, in a way like you know it wasn't quite uh you know a throwback to you know years ago before the before the pandemic but it kind of feel like 
Yeah. You know what? Maybe, maybe, you know, things are getting, getting back to normal because, you know, in, in normal times, UFC is going to have a couple, couple yeah. of cards overseas in China and South Korea, well, Korea, New Zealand, Japan. That's going to be in the middle of the night. So. Well, this card was supposed to be right. Yeah. So, supposed to be yeah. South Korea. Yeah. So. Yeah. So it would have been, yeah, it would have been one of those <laughs> 5 a.m. starts, 4 a.m. maybe. And, mm-hmm. and, and the night before, like you would have been Friday night. So yeah. Friday night, Saturday morning. Yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, we got our three stars. Uh, so I'll let you go first because there's okay. a lot we can do here. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go. Uh, the first one is one is a guy. My first star guy. I've been uh, hyping a lot, but Tetsuro Tyra. Oh yeah. Just uh, I, he he uh, weathered a little. Uh, he got a. I won't say he, he got a takedown, but Aguilar had that neck for the guillotine. But yeah, for like two minutes, just, but yeah. but it wasn't it really was, tight. Yeah, it was like one. It was it was an arm and guillotine that wasn't tight. But Tyra just you know patient, you know just letting Aguilar burn his arms out and popped yeah. his head out, and then just dominated him on the mat from the mat from there. Just all sorts of transitions. Got the back, got the back, uh, then got in the triangle, triangle, then switched to the arm bar and submitted to Aguilar in the first round. Just absolutely beautiful showing from Tyra. Didn't he submit? He submitted verbally, right? Because he had uh, like he couldn't yeah, tap. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> yeah, he had the triangle yeah. and the arm bar, so he yeah. couldn't even tap. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my second star, Rinya Nakamura. Ah, I think, that was a good one of mine. So that's yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I I think I said it like on the show last week. I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure, like I thought out of the eight finalists, like this was the guy to keep an eye yeah. on, and. That fight, it lasted 33 seconds, but it was a hell of a 33 seconds. Yep. Like he was just, he was just pounding on uh, Toshiyomi Kazama. Kazama knocked him down once, and then finished to finish him with a beautiful knockout, knockout. And one of my, you know, spoke great English after yep. afterwards. Like the guy has everything, everything to be an Asian star. Said it was star his religion. dream to be in the UFC for yeah. you know 15 years. And uh, he wants to, you know, bring, you know, be, make UFC popular in Japan again yeah. and all this stuff. Just great. Yeah. yeah and I'm going to go, I'm going to go on a third one. Third one, I'm going to go with somebody who actually won by decision. But Mar- I'm going to go with Marcin Tybura. Just because, okay. uh, I mean, yeah, it was an uneventful fight, uneventful fight. But he did a, he, he I mean, I'm more so given the star because his recent run, seven and one in his last eight at heavyweight. With the only with the only loss coming to Alexander Volkov, Volkov by decision, like that's pretty that's a pretty damn good run at yeah. heavyweight these these days. I, mean, I don't think it gets a lot of gets a lot of credit that he's deserving. And Ivanov is a tough a tough opponent. Ivana, like there was a lot of people that thought Ivanov won the fight basically based on the first first round uh, because Ivanov in the first round was throwing a lot of throwing a lot of combos, but it was very deceiving because he wasn't yeah. landing. I think he was like 11, 11 for 51 in his strike, his strikes. And Tybura was doing a lot of body, body kicks. But what really impressed me about Tybura was the fact that, that he went to the third round knowing he needed to win, win. And he, he just dr- kept dragging Ivanov down. It was boring, but it was very effective. I mean, it was such a, thrashing in the third round that Ivanov didn't even didn't even throw a strike attempt no no punch no kick no knees nothing like that's how that's how effective Tiber was in the third and and I, and I feel like you know between that and his recent round he deserves to have a little bit of shine on him yeah yeah no I I agree um so I'm gonna go with another one of the tournament winners uh Anshul Jubilee 
uh, lightweight uh, winner. Uh, he beat uh, Jekka Saragi in uh, the second round. And just, uh, you know, just an impressive, impressive showing. Um, I think, I don't know if he's the first Indian fighter in UFC or definitely maybe the first one to get a win. Um, and, and he was very excited about it. He also spoke a English promo and he, and he talked about that and, uh, you know, I just like, I don't know, just a really like nice guy and seemed like somebody you want to get behind and he's undefeated as well. So, uh, that was, uh, that was kind of cool to see. I, I do want to say something about that fight real quick, sure. real quick. There was a very funny moment at the beginning of it where Sergey like put his hands to the side of his face and stuck out his tongue with like his cheeks puffed up, like like a little, you know, like a like you would yeah, do yeah, as yeah. a kid, kid to make fun of another kid. And I thought that was just one of the funniest things I've ever seen inside inside the octagon. Just like I don't, I don't remember seeing that. I, I, don't, I, I, I have, have to go back and watch I, it. Now. I have the picture. Somebody screenshotted the picture okay. of what it of what it happened, and I have it saved. I'll send it. I'll send All it right. to you. It was just, right. it just like when I saw that screen, when I saw that happening, and I saw the screenshot. I just I laughed my ass off about it. Yeah, I, yeah, no, it's, it sounds hilarious. Um, and uh, Adam Fugit, uh, I'll I'll go with him for my second star. Uh, beat Yusaku Kanishita in four minutes and thirty six seconds of the first round. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, it's a big upset. Uh, mainly put him in there because I had money on him, so I was I was really happy for that. But you know, it was it was it was nice for him, and uh, he was a guy that uh, you know he had lost in his UFC debut. Um, you know, and uh, uh, so he needed this win, and uh, it was a good one for him. And uh, I'm having a hard time with my third one. Um, you know, I, I maybe I'll just go with uh, Jun Young Park. Um, not a super competitive fight with Dennis Tayulin, but you know, I mean, he looked impressive. He he got a four minutes and five seconds of the first round uh, rear naked choke. Um, you know, just kind of got the job done. And uh, Jun Young Park, it's. Uh, Third straight win in UFC, and he, you know, five, five is six of his last seven. So, you know, kind of a guy that nobody's really talking about, but you know, because a lot of those wins were by decision. But he's got some decent wins. Uh, you know, he won over Mark Andre Barrio, Tafon and Jakui, Eric Anders. You know, so um, that's a guy that they could, you know, next time they're when they actually do go to South Korea, um, he's probably going to get a pretty um, showcase spot on the card, I would think. So, um, yeah, so that was, uh, that was, that, that was our stars and, uh, take us through the rest of this card. Okay. I'm looking for something real quick. It started out with a, uh, flyweight fight. The flyweight fight I talked about Tetsuro Tyra submitting, uh, Jesus Aguilar in the first round, first round triangle arm bar, very impressive showing. Then Jun Young Park, uh, first round submission, Rune choked over Dennis Tolulin, choked him out cold. To, yeah. uh, and then we had the Road to UFC Flyweight Finals. Uh, Young Sung Park, uh, third round submission over Young Guk Choi. I'm trying to see if this was the fight. Uh, I got to look look over my coverage. There was one. I don't think it. No, it wasn't. Was this one? There's a there was a foul that I need to talk about because it, it also affects. Oh, it also yeah. affect it also affects something. Something that happened. I think it was in. Okay. Anyway, yeah, that. But it, we had, it might have been the Juhu Choi fight because that was a draw, right? Well, that's. Well, yeah, there was, but there was another foul, foul somewhere. Uh, was that? Okay. Are you talking here about we, the one yeah, where somebody we, got I, somebody I lost it. a point? I found, for, it. I, I, found, uh, yeah. I found it. I found it. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's carry on. Okay. After that one, we had the bantamweight road to the finals that I talked about. Uh, Rinian Nakamura, thirty-three second knockout over Toshiomi Kazama. Okay. This You're talking about the headbutt, right? No, no. I, I, 
there's there's two things. One one's a segue into the other. So, okay. Okay. So okay, this is the first one. Talking about featherweight fight. Uh, uh, this was the interesting one that you know when you were talking about the dissenting scorecard. This yeah. one was a split decision. This uh, is the Jer- one where the, the the one guy looked like what the hell? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like yeah. that was Yi. Yeah. Zhang yeah. Yang Li. Uh, uh, be Yiza. Uh, yeah. split decision. Za had a 30-27 scorecard, and then there was two 29-28 scorecards for Lee. I had this fight uh, 30-27 for, for Za, or 29-28 for Za. That's uh, what I had him, it too, him, actually. Giving Lee the third round. Lee the third round. There was a moment here in the second round where Za, he had he was in a takedown. He got a takedown. He was working on the guard, landed, landed a big elbow. Then uh, Lee landed a kick to the face. Right. Face, yeah. Yeah. Face. And there was a timeout called. There was a timeout called. Uh, I forget who the fuck was the referee in that fight. I think it was. Uh, I'll be able to tell you right I think away. it was Mark Smith. Uh, it was Mark Smith. Yes. Yeah. Mark Smith. Um, but anyway, so they call, he called a timeout. He called a timeout. And uh, uh, Lee didn't get a point taken away from him. It was a legal op kick. Legal op kick. I mean, you know. Whether you want to take a point away immediately or not, that's always that's yeah, always been a huge debate, been and there's there's very inconsistent there's very inconsistent inconsistent. But one of the big problems I have with this, like when there's a timeout for a foul, you're supposed to restart, and you're and the and the person who committed the foul was being was in the bad position. You're, the fight should have been started back on the map. Yep, with <laughs> yeah, was- on top, except. Mark Smith stopped, started the fight back on the feet. So not only did Yiza have an illegal strike landed on him, landed on him, where where his opponent didn't get a point taken away, he also had the position taken away yep. from him, taken away from him. And uh, if I'm looking correctly, let me look at the MMA decisions real quick to get the scorecards. Uh, he would have he would have won the fight. It would have been a you would have been a draw. It would have been a, a majority draw if uh, if a point had been taken away. Well, not not, not necessarily that. That's what I was looking at. But one of the dissenting scorecards, twenty nine twenty eight, for Lee, gave him the second round. Which, which I mean, I don't know if if the fight had been started back on the ground, ground even without the point. God, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kamijo may have given that round to Yi. So that, yeah. that, it may, it was basically it, all two points. It was, it was yeah. almost like a two. Yeah. Yeah. It made a difference in the fight right there. Right Absolutely. there. And there was very yeah. much inconsistency. There's too much inconsistency. Like, like, I mean, I mean, when you see this as your fighter, like, like, oh my God, I can land. I could be on the bottom getting dominated, land an illegal strike, and not only will I not get lose a point, we'll be we'll be put right back on our feet, right back where I lose my where where my disadvantage gets taken away, and I'm back on the advantage. That yeah. was just so dumb, and there just needs to be consistency. And and I, no if, I'm, consistency. if I'm remembering right, like the announcers didn't even really talk about it. It just kind of went on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there was a lot of people on Twitter, myself, myself included, going on about it because we're like, yeah, yeah, like, that's not right. Like you know, no, 
but but i mean the announcers yeah. like they normally would go off on something like that and they didn't yeah. really hear yeah um yeah i, I, I do like at some point like maybe when you're done all the fights yeah we yeah talk we gotta about talk Laura about yes yeah. yes i agree i agree but anyway okay back to the uh the final prelim was the fight you talked about with one of your stars lightweight angel jubilee uh second round finish over jekka sergey like jubilee was just dominant throughout the fight it was very very good showing mm-hmm. and yeah. then main card welterweight fight adam fugit uh, first round finish over Yusaku Kinoshita. Then we had the featherweight fight, Duho Choi versus Kyle Nelson. This ended in a majority draw, 29-27 for Choi, and then two 28-28 scorecards. I actually had a 29-27 Choi. But here, when we're talking about the inconsistency, yep. inconsistency. Uh, Choi in the third round, he got it. He got a takedown, or they went to the mat. I don't know. I don't. It wasn't yeah, you were really on that. They were on that. He was, uh, but they Nelson were on the was kind he was, of sitting. Yeah, and, he, uh, Troy and was. Troy was in the guard. Troy was in the guard, and he kind was of on his moving. knees. Yeah, he was moving his head, moving his head around, trying to fix, fix the position. And there was an, there was a headbutt landed. It's very hard to say whether it was accident or not. It, to me, it looked accident. Accident. It's just one of those things that happens occasionally it, and occasionally. it barely made contact like yeah it, it wasn't it wasn't like a cut opened up on either nope. guy either guy or anything but i don't like, think anybody yeah. watching knew that why the fight had been yeah. stopped yeah like it, watching it live you had no idea that there was a head yeah i didn't know i didn't know until somebody yeah. i don't know if it was if it was laura or bisping or john good john Gooden who said headbutt yeah. but then they shut the replay replay to me it looked like accidental it was one of those things where like like, you know, if you're being, you know, it's one of those things where I don't know that you should to- take a point away automatically unless you're being consistent. I don't, even, I don't honestly don't remember ever seeing yeah. something like this yeah. where someone, yeah. I mean, it's very rare someone ever loses a yeah. point on the first uh, foul anyways. Yeah. But on something as inadvertent as this where the guy wasn't yeah. even hurt. Exactly. I, yeah, and exactly. and he's just and he was and he was mad. Like it was exactly. Cristiano, and he was like yelling yeah. at him. And yeah, like yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, like this is what I'm talking about with inconsistency. Yeah. Like, like, like me personally, like I was fine with Choi getting a point taken away because yes, it was accidental, but it is a foul. Yeah. But if you're going to take a point away for here, you definitely needed to take away a point. And the other fight we just talked about. I don't like any of these warnings, I'll be honest with you. Like, I think they should be docking points way more than And you need to be taking points away on every single foul. Yes. These warnings and these, and these, you know, no points taken away on, on, on fouls that are, I mean, that upkick that we land, land looked more blatant than, oh, way more more blatant. blatant. Yeah. Because he's like, like, I mean, Za was very clearly planted on the mat and Lee was throwing kicks. Well, yeah, maybe like, like on on yeah. the odd time when someone does like a low blow. I mean, I could see that, you know, because those are usually like one guy's moving and the other guy throws yeah. a kick, and it's you know it's almost never on purpose. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, but stuff like up kicks and headbutts yeah. needs to be like, you know, consistent stuff. You know, stuff Absolutely. with you know knee, knees when a fighter's down, down like there needs to be consistent. But like the only one that's that's a judgment call really should be, or the only two should be. A first eye poke and a first groin shot. Like yeah. those are the only two. Only the first, and and many times first. we'll see two, any, yeah, and then they time, get a hard one. Any any follow up should be automatic point. Yeah, automatic absolutely. point, unless the first is obviously so blatant. But uh, yeah. but yeah, this is just what is like inconsistent. And the fact is, like like I said, I'm okay with Choi getting point taken away for it. I'm not okay with him getting point taken away and another fighter who did something earlier not getting a point taken away because this did cost Choi. 
to win. He was going to win. He was going to win a unanimous decision, but yeah. getting the point taken away, made 28 20 scorecards, which, you know, is fine. I don't think Nelson won the second, which a lot of guys, uh, which a lot of, uh, People I I did like I I had it at twenty eight twenty eight draw, but I had no problem yeah. with you know when I heard the twenty nine twenty seven like I wasn't surprised because yeah. I figured and that I, second round yeah. was close. Yeah, the second round was close. I, I mean, Troy did land more, but uh, but yeah, yeah. but that's not the point. But yeah, it's just I think Nelson I mean, got a takedown or he had some control time or something. Yeah, he, he had a lot of takedowns, but I mean, yeah. Didn't, a lot do, of didn't do anything with didn't it. Didn't do anything. Yeah. A lot of attempts on him. But uh, anyway, uh, that was my second round of the night done. Done with. Yeah. I think I had like four or five in my mind, mind for the night. So, but anyway, back to it. Uh, then we had the heavyweight fight. Marcin Tybura, unanimous decision over Blagoy Ivanov. Then we had a light heavyweight fight. Uh, Devin Clark, uh, unanimous decision over Don Jung, 30-27 uh, across the board. Clark looked very impressive here. In my opinion, and then we had the uh, main event: Sergey Spivak submitting Derek Lewis in three minutes and five seconds. Yeah, that was that. Uh, yeah. The uh, the fight, the performance bonuses went to uh, Sergey Spivak, Anshul Jubli, Rinya Nakamura, and Tatsura Taira. Yeah. And uh, and of course, we don't know any viewership or anything because it was on uh, ESPN Plus. But yeah, we 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 got to talk about Laura Sanko before we move on, and yeah. uh, she made her debut. One thing I will say, like, I thought she did a really good job. I mean, honestly, like, I didn't even, like, she just felt like, you know, she'd always been there. Like, I I did notice a couple times where, you know, got the guys were, like, being conscious of the fact that they weren't letting her talk enough. And yeah. they would stop and they would apologize. And I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Um, and then the other, th- but the other thing I would think of is in the middle of the show, when we're doing Road to the UFC uh, finals, and you've got... Michael Bisping and Laura Sanko doing commentary, it felt like a contender series show. Like, and you know, especially because I'm watching the next day, you know, so I'm not watching late at night on a Saturday like you are. Like, I'm, you know, um, I that that was the only other observation I would make. But, but in terms of her, like, I mean, get her in the regular rotation. Like, she fits like a glove. Yeah, she felt natural. John Gooden and Michael Bisping gave her plenty, plenty of space to talk space to talk even at times when they felt like they were not giving her enough space they they gave yeah. they gave her more Laura, uh she already she's already had her second assignment given to her oh, before good. this before this one even happened like she's already assigned for her next show she didn't say she didn't say when but i mean i mean so it's not like this was going to be a a one and done one and done at all i mean i didn't think it would would be even if she didn't already have another you know show booked but yeah, you know, I I honestly see her being in the rotation, in the rotation, and you know, get rid of Dominic Cruz, let her take his place. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, I'm I, yeah. I'm I'm not but a she, big fan of Dominic. She, she just felt natural and listening to her, like you would have never known this was the first show she was calling. She was just well, she I mean, just, she's done so many of those contender series. Yeah, shows, she's done so. so many of those contender series in LFA and Invict, Invicta, but for like their first. Like main card UFC, like you would never know that it was a fr- her first UFC main car main show. Like this was a good show to do it on, I yeah. think, because you know, like there probably wasn't a ton of people watching, and yeah. it's not a super high profile show. So if she did get nervous, it wouldn't have shown, but she didn't. Yeah, like she, she didn't no, not not at all. And uh, yeah, I, I, you know, in fact, you know, I think at some point she could even be the lead 
play person, but she's a really good analyst. Like I, yeah, I found her noticing things that the guys don't always notice. And, uh, you know, and, and she's a former fighter as well. So, you know, she's got that fighter perspective and, uh, yeah, I, uh, I really did, uh, I enjoy her on there and I will be honest with you. Like there are times, especially when I'm watching hockey and occasionally basketball, I don't always like hearing a female voice. I, I don't, you know, and sometimes it's just the voices, you know, and, and it was just me, you know, like I'm a 50 year, 52 year old man and, you know, I'm setting my ways and everything, but I did not feel that way on this at all. And uh, so, you know, good, good for her. And yeah. uh, hopefully she's not the last one. Cause yeah, I'm sure there's, yeah. Like I said, she's, she's really good. And I hope to, that we see a lot more of her in the future. And other women too, like not just as long as they're not Juliana Pena. Um, all right. So yeah, that was, uh, that was UFC uh, fight night. And we move on to uh, UFC uh, 284 in Australia. Um, you know, they're going across the world and I imagine actually they're probably already on their way there now. Some people are already there. I mean, they're already the all fight- there. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the fighters are from there. So, um, but uh, yeah, this will be uh, Saturday night, uh, S- Sunday morning, Australian time. And uh, it is, uh, in fact, I'm looking at the poster right now. It's February 12th, Sunday, on pay-per-view. Um, and uh, we've got two big title fights. Uh, well, one is like, you know, champion versus champion. The other one's an interim uh, featherweight title fight. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, Islam Makhachev and Alexander Volkanovsky. Um, it is uh, – I don't know what to say about this one. Like, I don't – I think I would be a lot more interested in this one if it wasn't – Makachev's first title defense um and and, you know and I just like I didn't really sense that you know I I wasn't really clamoring for Volkanovsky to move up there's a lot of great featherweight contenders that he could fight because he's been fighting Max Holloway forever um but he's doing it and uh you know and I'm sure he's gonna have the uh sold out uh RAC arena in Perth all in his corner um but uh I don't think he's got much of a chance (laughs) I don't know I mean This is such a big fight that Dana can even remember Islam's name on Saturday night. Of course not. Not, not to give Dana any shit. Did, did he get slapped? Yes. Yeah. No comment. But uh, but yeah, I mean, they call they're calling it pound for pound number one versus number two. I think that you know, yeah. You know, eh, I still think John Jones is number one pound for pound fighter. Well, it's, it's hard just, to say when he hasn't fought in two yeah, and a half years. Yeah. But we'll 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 know we'll know if that's still the case. You know, you know about. You know, in about thirty-one days from now. So, so it is. I mean, they what are they? Num- well, they're number one and they're they're number one and two. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's not bad. They're yeah. number one and three in my rankings, but whatever. But uh, but anyway, anyway, it's a it's a hell of a matchup, and uh, ba- uh, basically, like, it's really hard to know what the hell is going to happen because of Volkanovski going up to one fifty-five. For the first time in the UFC, and Makachev has been so dominant, dominant lately. Volkanovski has been so dominant at 145. Uh, you know, is Makachev going to be able to take Volkanovski down? Volkanovski's very good wrestler, and uh, Volkanovski is better on the feet for sure. Uh, I think this is, you know, the betting odds I think are too big for Makachev. Like he's, I think he's too big of a favorite because I really think this is a this is a pick'em fight. Like you, you really do, eh? Well, the I, I mean, what is he like? Plus three eighty five. 
Yeah, or, yeah, or uh, minus, minus three eighty five. Yeah, and and yeah. uh, Volkanovski's plus three hundred. I think I, I think there's the they should be. I I would think you know minus one ninety plus one sixty would be would be okay. more like it. Yeah, more like it in my opinion. So I like I, so you know spoiler alert like he's Volkanovski is one of my ROI picks. Yeah. Um. He all he has actually a really good record as an underdog and and yeah. you're obviously from what you're saying there's money in him there's value in him at yeah. the at those odds but. I just, I guess, just, I just, I'm in my head just playing the fight out, and I really don't see a path to victory for Volkanovski. Really? really? Yeah. I think, I think Volkanovski is going to win this fight. You do, eh? Yeah. Okay. How? Like decision? Uh, a decision, or, or, uh, you know, kind of a mid mid late round uh, TKO finish. I'm just like. I'm, I'm, I, I, it's the size, and maybe like I'm not factoring yeah. in that Volkanovski's gonna be bigger, but I just, I have a heart, like, I, Volkanovski to me doesn't even seem like a big featherweight, and Makachev feels like a welterweight that cuts down. Yeah. So I just, I think that the size difference is gonna be too much for Volkanovski, but I could be wrong. But I also, I also think the speed advantage is gonna be too much for Makachev. That could be, that could be, because, and then you know the crowd, Volk- the crowd because, could be the um the deciding factor. Yeah, you know? and Volkanovski is so smooth on his feet, and that that I really think he's gonna be very hard for Makachev to get down to the mat, and that's that's where Makachev is gonna have to win the fight. And I don't know, I, I you know they they say it's not gonna make a difference, but. The Habib factor not being him not yeah. being there, maybe. Yeah, that it, you know what? Like, I really think that's an underrated thing for those guys in the in that corner. You know, when it comes to a certain level of opponent, and uh, I'm looking yeah. back at I'm looking back at the uh, the fights for Volkanovski, and I feel like I've picked against him, like just about every fight. So maybe my my opinion of Volkanovski is not the best cuz I, I also think I also think Volkanovski he's had a much tougher uh, level of competition over the yeah. last several over the last several years several years. Yeah, Makachev's on the big run, but I mean outside of you know to an extent Dan Hooker, I mean the Armin Sergeyevkin fight was Sergeyevkin's first UFC fight, UFC fight. We see how it goes now, but I mean Charles Oliveira, and that's pretty much it on a. Well, that's a pretty big Makachev. Yeah, that's a big one. <laughs> yeah, that's a big one. But and that was his best performance. But you're talking about Volkanovski, his run, yeah, his run since uh, since what to twenty into 2018. Chad Mendes, Jose Aldo, Max Holloway twice, Brian Ortega, Chan Sung Jung, Max Holloway again, like. Like that's an all-time great run right there. So it is, and it's really one of the more underrated. Yeah. I mean, you can even go back further. I mean, you know, Chad Mendes, Darren Elkins, um, you know, who is you know a t- really tough out. Um, and yeah, I, I, yeah. So maybe you know, I and again, like you know, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna put a bet on Volkanovski. So yeah, um, I mean, I'll be happy if he wins. I mean, if, if Volkanovski wins, I don't necessarily like his long-term chances. Long-term, you know him being a long-term champion at that weight but well, no, there's I really, so many like high there's so many just that, huge 155ers that had, yeah like know, a guy like an emmett or a chandler um or poye could poye, knock yeah. him out yeah you know like yeah but yeah but uh but yeah but uh yeah i i really think this is a fight that could go either way and i'm leaning towards volkanovsky Okay, well, there you go. Um, and then in the co-main, uh, we do have a interim featherweight champion because Volkanovski is the uh, the undisputed featherweight champion. And they had to have two title fights on this card. And I guess maybe, you know, 
if something had happened to either Makachev or Volkanovski, one of these guys probably would have moved up. Uh, or, or yeah, or Vol- something happened to Makachev, you know, Volkanovski yeah, then they could have just, just defended, defended the featherweight title against one of these two, yeah. Yeah, but it's Yara Rodriguez and Josh Emmett. Um, and, uh, you know, it, both these guys are viable contenders. Either one of them could have fought Volkanovski. Uh, Emmett is on a great run, uh, five straight wins. Um, and, uh, you know, really, you know, one of the more underrated fighters in UFC, in my opinion. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and Yair Rodriguez is, you know, a little definitely higher quality of competition than, uh, than, um, Emmett, but, you know, his record is not as good. Um, you know, a couple losses in there to Max Holloway and Frankie Edgar in the last, you know, well, Edgar's now like almost six years ago. So I guess I shouldn't even really factor that. He hasn't fought much. Um, I favor Emmett in this one, you know, and, uh, and, and Emmett is an underdog, which surprised me. I, I was yeah. expecting Emmett to be a favorite, but, uh, I think this is going to be a really exciting fight. And it's two really exciting fighters who, who just, I mean, I, you know, and, uh, yeah, Josh Emmett, one of the most underrated fighters in the sport, does not get the credit he deserves for being for being a legitimate top five of his divi- division, and uh, hits hard. He hits hard. Going so. back to you know, like when he when he beat uh, Ricardo Lamas in in a show I was at in uh, in Winnipeg. Yeah, um, yeah. Rodriguez, I mean, this, he's he's had that potential f- forever, and. He just he hasn't fought a whole lot, but when he's mm-hmm. fought, you know, especially lately, he's looked good. Uh, I mean, it's hard to it's hard to know the Ortega fight was was the only fight he's had since that Max Holloway. He even looked good in he fight. even looked good in the Holloway fight. Yeah. You know, he, he lost in the Holloway but... fight. Yeah, and a lot of people thought you know he, you know, there was a chance there was a path for victory. Yeah. There. And Ortega fight never really got going before Ortega got hurt. So it's hard to say, like, you know, did did the Holloway War take anything out of Rodriguez? Uh, I guess we'll uh, you find know, out. Yeah, maybe, you know, maybe the fact that he's, you know, a little, probably a little fresher than Emmett and uh, definitely has the has youth on his edge, you know, 30, 30 years old Emmett. Emmett's uh, 37. So, so he's fresher, but but he also may not have you know Emmett Emmett's might be more like ring in better ring shape. You know what I mean? Like he's you know he's yeah. So I'm I'm really really I I I will be shocked if we don't come back here next week to review the show and this wasn't fight of the night. Yeah, yeah, and and it's another fight I think can go either way. Either way, right now I'm going to slightly lean towards Rodriguez, but I do think that that could change during the week as I think yeah. more about it. Yeah, I'm I'm leaning towards Emmett, but again, like I'm, you know, and I think I think the odds here, like I said, are you know they're relatively close, but Rodriguez slight favorite. So I guess based on what you're saying, that makes sense. Um, one thing I wanted to, I forgot I, I wanted to mention during the Bellator coverage, but it, it applies here too because you know I'm I keep mentioning the betting when you watch Bellator. They don't mention odds. They don't mention betting. They don't show live lines, like nothing. Um, that one struck me because I haven't really watched a ton of Bellator, you know, other than selected fights in the last few years. And they just don't even touch betting. Yeah. And UFC is just, you know, pardon the expression, all in, you know, yeah. on, on your betting because, you know, they're sponsored with DraftKings and everything. And, and uh, I mean, but that's, they, a, that, that's a big thing, you know, DraftKings and, and really, you know, with, with uh, UFC's home base being Las Vegas and yeah. MGM, like you know, there's and I can honestly, 
I can't ever remember going into a sports book there in Vegas and ever seeing odds for a Bellator fight being available. No, but you know what? Like that is a big that, that is a big reason why so many people watch these UFC prelims. Yeah, because everybody's got money on these fights. Like yeah. not everybody, but a lot of people. And and with Bellator, like it's irrelevant because. Yeah. You know, like you can find bets on them, and I did place bets on the Bellator fights. But I mean, half the time you don't even know when the fights are happening. Like, I some of the fights, like the the deadline was five o'clock because the fights were supposed to start at five, and I, you know, I'm sure they're looking at the lineup, and it even said like this fight was going to start in four minutes, so I had to get my bet down right away. And then that fight didn't even happen until after the main event. Like, yeah. you know, because they just they they just they don't even decide. I think half the time until the show's going on, it's like, oh yeah, we'll move this fight to the post lens. Yeah, I remember. Uh, I think there was. Like thirty minutes between the Lorenz Larkin fight and the yeah they could have done another fight. like they could have done another fight yeah they put, anyway, they put but the yeah. Neiman Gracie fight in there but yeah, yeah anyways yeah uh, off track a bit but um yeah so yeah I'm uh I'm I think these are you know solid fights they're not marquee I don't think the show is going to do great pay per view numbers but. I mean, they're going to sell hell. You know, they already have sold a lot of tickets in, in Australia. And I'm sure this is going to be a big deal. Probably do really well on pay-per-view in Australia, I would think. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's a return. First time there since, what, 2019? Yes. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, big, big, uh, big show for them. And uh, hopefully the first of many uh, in, in 2023 uh, international shows. Yeah. But uh, so the rest of this card, uh, you know, is basically it's just Australia versus the world. So uh, give us three fights to look out yeah, for. I'm gonna I'm gonna run through this really quick because I know we're kind of yeah. getting long on time. But uh, uh, three fights to watch: uh, welterweight main card fight, Jack Della Maddalena against Randy Brown. Maddalena, super prospect. Brown, very good run recently. That, there's one uh, light heavyweight uh, featured prelim: Tyson Pedro against Modestus Bukowskis. Uh, Pedro, he's looked good since he's returned from injury. Bukaskis was cut from the UFC, but won two fights to get back. And, uh, you know, he's got a good, got a very big matchup for him in his return. And then the last one, a flyweight fight, Shannon Ross against Clayton Rodriguez. Mainly, mainly, uh, want to focus on this because of Shannon Ross's story. Story, he had that incredible, uh, fight on the contender series, which he lost, which he lost. And then he was rushed to the hospital, hospital, like two days later for I forget what exactly happened to him, some some medical issue issue and they gave him a contract because he looked so good and losing even though he got fin- finished and he had such a great story and uh like to see him have some success here in his debut. So and I, I will I will just add that I think the most likely candidate for a performance of the night bonus is in the uh pay per view opener. Jimmy Crute and Alonzo Menafield. One of those guys is going to get knocked out, and it's yeah. going to be impressive. Yeah. Um, okay, my three ROI picks. I did my homework this week, and uh, they're all on the main card. Uh, Parker Porter is uh, 38% return on investment. He's a plus 120 underdog, and he's actually got a 2 and one record as an underdog. Uh, Josh Emmett, mentioned earlier, 80.9% ROI. Uh, highest on the card, and uh, he's a plus 140 underdog, and he has a 5-1 and one record as an underdog. And in the main event, Alexander Volkanovsky, 60.3% ROI. He's a plus 300 underdog as we speak. Uh, we expect those odds to shift a little bit. Uh, but he is a th- he has a 3-0 record as an underdog. So uh, Porter, Emmett, and Volkanovsky. And honestly, like if I was just blindly doing picks, I probably would go the other way in all three of those fights, which is funny, but I'm going to be putting bets on these three. So um, take us through the uh, restless card, Ryan. Okay, yeah. Uh, starts off normal pay-per-view time, 6 Eastern time. First four fights on ESPN+. Uh, lightweight fight, Zubair Tukugov against Elvis Branner. 
featherweight fight, Shane Young against Blake Builder, uh, women's strawweight fight, Loma Luke Boonmi against Elise Reed, <laughs> and featherweight fight, Jack Jenkins against Don Shanus. Then we have the featured prelims on uh, ESPN, 8 Eastern time. A lightweight fight, Jamie Malarkey against Francisco Prado. Flyweight fight, Shannon Ross against Clayton Rodriguez. Featherweight fight, Josh Coulibaly against Melsic Bagdasarian. And then your main, your featured prelim, light heavyweights, Tyson Pedro against Podestas Bukowskis. Main card, 10 Eastern time. Kicks off light heavyweight slugfest, Jimmy Crude against Alonzo Minifield. Then, you know, random heavyweight on the main, <laughs> you know, random heavyweight main card pay per view fight, Justin Toff against Park Reporter. Then, uh, Jack Della Medellin against Randy Brown. And then your two, two title fights, Jared Rodriguez against Josh Emmett for the interim featherweight title. And then Islam Makachev against Alexander Volkanovsky, number one, number two versus pound for pound, Volkanovsky number one, Makachev number two, Makachev champion, Volkanovsky trying to become a champ champ. I imagine the ESPN uh, coverage of this, the pre, the previews all week. It's all it's going to be talking about is one versus two, pound for pound, because that's the main, the main selling feature on this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. So that is uh, UFC on uh, pay per view this coming weekend, and uh, we'll be back next week to uh, talk about it, and uh, probably hear Ryan on uh, Wrestling Observer Radio this weekend talking about it. Hopefully. And uh, all right. And then now we got the uh, we have to talk about. And yeah, as Ryan mentioned, we are running a little long, but uh, we will we have some interesting stuff and some news. But uh, we got to talk about and this is what we talked about last week. uh, Conor McGregor. And uh, and it is, as we speculated, uh, Michael Chandler. uh, They are going to be coaching against each other on the Ultimate Fighter. And it is going to air on ESPN, as uh, I think it was me that brought it up, but you agreed, and you probably had the idea as well. I, I, th- I thought I brought it up, but it doesn't matter who brought it yeah, up. Yeah, we, we, we talked. We talked about it. Yeah, I think. I, I think. I, I think. I said the whole reason for for putting Connor on tough was to try to get it on ESPN. Well, I think I said this would be on ESPN, right? And then you said, "Yeah, I mean, why else would you do it?" So yeah, I think so it was more like we, we both had we you had, had it in your head, and I might have just said yeah. it first. But yeah, so, either way, it doesn't. Yeah, matter. Either way, either way, we talked to. We speculated that that there was a very good chance it was going to be on ESPN, and sure, sure as shit, it is on ESPN, and it's got a, it's a Tuesday night on ESPN starts uh, runs from May thirtieth through through uh, August fifteenth. Uh, I don't know what the NHL playoff schedule is like that. Uh, like so by by May they're you know they're into the semifinals and by finals. The end of May, so yeah, end of yeah. So I know they, some games are on the ABC. So. I know. Oh, oh, yeah, they're on it. I forgot the that they're doing. Are they doing ABC or T TNT for the finals? Both, both, both of them. No both NBC them. this year, obviously. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But anyway, but uh, but a key point is uh, is NBA NBA. They will be yes. at by the time the NBA, which is bigger than NHL for by far. Excuse me, by far. Even though Paul's a big NHL fan, NBA is by far bigger. The NBA at that point will have already will have been. Yeah, they finish up what like mid June. Their NBA finals are scheduled to start June first. Okay, so and they and they when they do the finals, like they only run like every three days. So yeah, yeah, and plus NBA finals are also on ABC, and this is gonna be airing on ESPN. So so Disney can always like fudge fudge Mm -hmm. days and times. Not only that, you're gonna you're gonna be seeing commercials of whatever wacky thing Connor did, and it's gonna be airing. You know. I think this is going to be do really well on e. I do too on ESPN. I think it's going to do 
big numbers on ESPN. And like we said last week, Michael Chandler is the absolute perfect guy to coach against yep. coach against Connor Connor because and the perfect guy to fight him. Honestly, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was the, it was the fight to make, but I, yeah. but the dynamic dynamic. We talked about we speculated Ferguson and Diaz, but you know those guys they don't have the you know they say a lot of stupid stuff that you know that are very like kind of cringy or in the case of Nate, you don't understand it. Whereas Michael Chandler can get, will be able to give it right back to Connor just like that. Yeah. And he's very smart. It knows how to cut a promo. And, and, uh, and yeah, I think this is going to be a great season, great season for that dynamic dynamic. I really think Connor respects Michael Chandler too. too. What, I, what I will say is I don't, I don't think that by the time this, you know, they finish filming and they edit it all together. Like, I don't think these guys are really going to hate each other, yeah. but I think that we're going to think they do Yeah, like by, by what they say and how they edit it and everything. Like it, the heat between these two is going to be unbelievable when they, when they finally get around yeah. to the fight. Yeah. Yeah, and no, what are they looking at for the fight? Do you think July? I, I no, no. There's not. I mean, the show's not ending until August. Okay. So, okay. So, so, and Connor has not gotten back into the USADA pool, which which they still say he needs six months. Uh, so, like, I have probably I have, September, October. I have been told September. Okay. I'm. I've been told September for the fight because that's after tough it after tough ends. My personal speculation was September 9th in Las Vegas, just because okay. that fits. Because I think that. I think that's the September date for a pay per view. It fits. It fits the schedule. I mean, the schedule's the same. The yeah. same. It's just a matter of what what dates they use as pay per views. But the schedule's the same. So I was thinking either September 9th, September ninth, or whatever, whatever two weeks after that is September nine nine fourteen. It's what you know twenty third, September twenty third. Okay. One of I think one of those two dates. I would th- I would think the ninth because that's before. That's also early in the college football, and it's before. And I think that's a NFL opening weekend, so that's a big that's a big sport weekend. So they'll probably start taping like probably uh, the, uh, right around uh, the the within time the of next, UFC two eighty like, within the next couple of weeks. They're supposed to yeah. start. I think so. Think they'll Chandler, be taping when I'm there. Maybe I'll go I have think, a visit. <laughs> I think Chandler. I think Chandler said he's headed to Vegas this week or next. Okay. So cool. So to start to start, yeah. Connor still. Uh, I think Connor. I don't know when his yacht is going to start making its way from from <laughs> Dubai to Dubai to California. So, can, can I try out? What's the weight classes? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's probably an age limit. So oh, yeah, you might be right about that. So, uh, so, but, yeah, all right. I think. I, uh, yeah. Now I think, throw that at me. Like you're not, we're not going to talk about my weight. You know, I, I think I could cut to 185. Um, I mean, we're so, talking about we don't want to see Fedor fighting it. I know. Fighting at 46 again. Like, Paul, I don't want to. Uh, you're a grandpa. I don't want to. I would get the, killed by Fedor. I'll, I'll just put that right out there right now. <laughs> I think if. I think. I think any fighter who, who becomes a grandpa should not be fighting. No. Fighting so, so that should put out. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Alexei Olenek. Um, I, there's no Is way that dude's grandpa? not a grandfather. There's no way. Like, he looks older than my grandfather. My grandfather's just dead. Um, <laughs> um <laughs> so that that leads into our question of the week and uh the question is um and obviously we're not going to know well we might know um over under 1.3 million buys for connor and chandler that's an that's a good number to put the over under at because yeah. my my gut would is would have been right around that yeah um but i will say over i will say over as well yeah because i think 
like I think the sky's the limit for this okay. one. Like if this takes off, like I mean, we could be two, two point yeah. five. Like I'm not saying we're going to, but if if the, you know all of a sudden we find out like a, you know a million and a half, two million people are watching the show every week, um, you know that's new fans. Plus you've got your regular fans. Plus you've got the fans that are just going to show up when Connor fights, yeah. um, which I think his base is a million. And yeah. I mean, it, what's the lowest he's done like recently? Like I don't even uh, have the numbers in front of his, me. But. His okay, so so he's headlined nine pay per views. The lowest he's done was the Mendes fight, eight twenty five. Everything else has been over a million. And so, when's the last? Like, what's what are the last okay. few? Let me uh, pull up. like I'm because I'm thinking like I was it was it the the Cerrone fight? I think was like one point five. Yeah, and this me... should do better than that. It's got it on his Wikipedia here. here okay, here it is. Mendez McGregor, 825. Aldo McGregor, 1.2. McGregor Diaz, 1.317. Uh, Diaz McGregor, 2, 1.65. Alvarez McGregor, 1.3. Habib McGregor, 2.4. McGregor Cerrone, 1.35. Uh, Poirier McGregor, 2, 1.6. Poirier McGregor, 3, 1.8. Okay, there's no way this is doing below like 1.5, and and it might even be higher than that because nobody cares that he lost his last fight. Um, you know, the the longer time that passes between him fighting again, like his, unless he was like a fighter, you know, and he's not. I mean, he might be a shot fighter, but people haven't figured that out yet, and people are gonna convince themselves that he can win because Chandler has lost. You know, like he, yeah. you know, lost his last fight, um, right? Yeah, he's. I mean, Chandler. Yeah. Chandler's two and three in the UFC. Yeah, there you go. But I mean, he feels like he's five and zero oh because he yeah. like has a fight at night every time. But like, and... but like, look at his look at his run. It's Dan Hooker, Charles yeah. Oliveira, uh, Tony Fer Tony Ferguson, or, or, or sorry, no, it goes Dan Hooker, Charles Oliveira, Justin Gaethje, Tony Ferguson, Dustin Poirier, all ridiculous fights. Like, yeah. it's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, and and this will be another one. I mean, okay. uh, and you know, like this one. I mean, I'm sure there's no way it's going the distance, and uh, you know, and and you know, it'll probably be a Chandler knockout. But um, you know, I I think that people are going to convince themselves that Connor's got a chance, and he probably he does have a chance. I mean, you know, no question. But it, people are going to buy this fight. There's, yeah. I have no doubt yeah, about that. I wanted to go on a quick rant because sure, obviously, like. We both write for the Wrestling Observer website, and me, obviously, I'm more involved in that site, in that especially site on the board. Yeah, and, and on the mess on the message board, you know, I run, I, I basically run the message board board there. There, I'm the I'm the law there. Basically, <laughs> basically, me, me, Jeff Hawkins to your other partner, Jeff Hawkins to the extent, but I'm basically the guy there. Especially, I've always been the guy in the MMA for him. But anyway, we uh, had the, there was this discussion going on. Somebody. Th- Thinks this is going to be the least purchased Connor fight since his early days. <laughs> Heavy disagree. Heavy disagree with that. But he thinks the one person gave the reason, like, like I think people are tired of Connor, and I think this is the mentality of maybe the pro wrestling fans who dabble a little bit in MMA, MMA, like, like the I don't. I think the people who are tired of Connor is such a small percentage. Yeah, percentage, and they're definitely they are definitely not the ones who make the difference on the paper on the pay per views. He's, you know, he's Floyd Mayweather. He's, you know, Mike Tyson. Like people don't really give a shit what happens outside of outside of it. Oh, they, oh, Conor McGregor's fighting. We're gonna buy it. Who cares? You know, he's 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 a transcendent star for MMA. MMA. The rules, the rules of 
pro wrestling, what still draws in pro wrestling, or what's drawn in the past MMA, the rules do not apply to him. He's he's under his own set of own set of drawing factor. So so I mean everybody thought thought he was done after the Habib Habib fight and the cowboy cowboy fight. It was against Cowboy Cerrone. You know, we we all love Cowboy, but that did one point three five, like you said. And then and then the Poirier, the second Poirier fight happened, and he got knocked out by Poirier. And everybody's like, "Oh, he's he's done after that. His drawing power is dead after that." And then they come back for the third fight six months later, and it did better than the second fight. Yep. Like, like, come on. And then he broke his leg. He broke his leg in the third fight, which everybody thinks that Poirier was going to win that fight, win that fight. But it was not a you know. A broken a broken leg in the first what well, it happened in the first round right yeah uh, yeah yeah it was after the first round like it's not a decisive finish you know that's I, I mean it, in a way it's a decisive finish but it's a it's a uh, what could have happened some people scenario. might say that it 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 saved him from being beaten down yeah but you, but you also don't you also don't know for sure you could True. never say with a hundred percent of definitiveness you know so so but you know and and i think tough is going to do huge and you're going to have that espn push and you know anybody anybody who thinks that this is going to be going to bomb i i i think they're out to lunch people underestimate the value of being on espn honestly yeah, i think i do think i do think so yeah yeah so yeah i just read over that thread and uh it, there it was it wasn't just one guy there's a couple of them in there and i just it's funny um yeah i, I, yeah, it's I gonna be huge the, i mean all of those guys have the pro wrestling mentality like, yeah and we'll be we'll find out you know like right away what this did because they'll dana and espn will be you know more than happy to share that information I, you know especially I mean, they're going to say if it did over a million for sure. Yeah. Um, All right. Uh, We got some news. Uh, UFC 287 has a location. Yeah. Miami, Florida. Okay. That's what we thought last week. Miami, Florida. Miami, Florida. It's, it's, you know, it's. uh, That's why Masvidal's on there. It's a good reason. Yeah. It's a good reason to have a, have a show in Miami. I, you here's the funny thing about the, we always look at the ticket sales and all that. UFC's never really done all that great in Florida, but if you're going to run, try to run Florida, you're going to try to run Miami. You need to have Masvidal in a yeah in a feature spot, and then you have Pereira and Adesanya. They did have that have, one that one big card in Jacksonville that kind of surprised everyone. Um, yeah, yeah, the yeah they did, but that was also the first. But yeah. it was also Masvidal in the main event. Oh, that's right, yeah, main yeah. event, and it was the first card. It was the first. First show with fans after the pandemic. Pandemic. Think, where? Stuff. What building are they running? Have they announced that? The uh, the the, the Miami Data the Miami Data Arena, which okay, is the okay. Miami Heat building. You know the uh, yeah. it was the what the uh, one of those crypto companies that came yeah. that went under was sponsoring it and lost it like the FTX, but the old American Airlines Arena too. So. What was that? What was I watching where they made? Oh, it was on uh, AW where somebody brought up NFTs and they got blasted yeah. for it. Um, yeah, that's not a thing anymore. Um, we'll move on. Uh, what's up with Sean O'Malley? Sean O'Malley signed a new eight fight contract with UFC. Oh, big so, money, I assume. So yeah, big money. Um, yeah, yeah, and you know, you know, he's a guy who who after every fight lately, he's been talking about his contract. Well, I don't think he's gonna be talking about it for a while. So. So what what do you what would you would you figure like six figures for sure right yeah, for a fight oh yeah. oh yeah 
Well, I mean, we, <laughs> we we had this whole thing with the disclosed purses purses thing out of Bellator. Oh yeah, out of Bellator and and the you know Ariel going on his rant. So, uh, Ariel, sorry, you're not the king of MMA media. You shouldn't dictate what other media outlets report on. But uh, we all know that there's that when it comes to the main eventers and the top guys, and even the the upper mid mid guys, we know what the, those disclosed purses are not are not what they really made for the mid mid level guys and below the lower level guys. Yes, yes, it's probably likely, but but yeah, we'll never know. But I'm sure Sean O'Malley's probably getting seven figures a fight, especially seven figures. Wow. Okay. Well, I mean, I mean, high sixes and yeah. He's probably, no, I would I would have thought. I mean, like maybe two fifty a fight, but you think he's a lot higher than that. I think it's half meal for him. Oh wow! Okay, so because gonna, I think because I think his next fight's going to be a title fight. Yeah, well, I and think it's a title fight. And, and I think and I think the whole idea of the deal is it probably you know has the has the if you if your next fight's for the title and you win it, here's what you're going to start making then. So yeah, yeah. And when all I'll be honest, I really feel like all, every UFC champion outside of maybe one. Make seven figures. That's okay. They all do. Okay. And actually, I, I, oh, I will actually say now, that actually now, when it comes to the women, I think they all do. I think I think Moreno cracks a million. Whaley cracks a million. I'm sure. You know. So they they didn't like they they have to disclose the California purses, right? But they haven't yeah. yet, right? Because they, I was just looking up to see what Bader and Fedor made, and uh, <laughs> uh, the, the disclosed purses for them were like 150 for Bader and 100 for. Fedor and Bader. So between the two of them, they probably made more than the gate. They both know. They both made seven figures. I mean, Bader even said even said on Ariel's show that 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 number multiply it by like a minimum of nine. That's you know what? That's ridiculous because th- that show. There's no way that show grossed like four hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> like how much money did they lose on that? Show? Uh, uh, Coker said the gate was about eight hundred. Coker lied. Like there's no, no, no way that no, game. That's your, yeah, I, no, I believe I believe that. Really? I believe that's that's that. more yeah. than AEW did uh, when they ran that building, and it. They seemed, also charge charge higher. Oh, prices. Okay, okay. If they charge more, then okay. Yeah. But either way, that's still less money than both guys made. So you know, if they did eight hundred thousand gate and both guys are making a million, well, um, maybe maybe the, that's why the company's for sale. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, all right. Um, so when the Brandon Vera, uh, Corey Sanhagen fight was Marlon made, Vera, Cheetah Vera, Marlon Vera, I'm sorry. Yeah. Brandon Vera and Corey Sanhagen would, I mean, that'd be intriguing actually, but, um, no, uh, Marlon Vera and Corey Sanhagen, when that fight was made, I remember people just going off on Twitter because the fight wasn't going to be happening in front of fans and they were pissed off and all this, but it's been moved. Yeah. And it's been moved in front of fans. It's going to headline yeah. headline the show in San Antonio, which perfect. Is, I mean, it sucks for that uh, that February that February what February eighteenth card because that's who cares? It's an apex show. You can let Tyler Santos and Aaron Blanchfield headline that. That's a good. You know what? I I I said on when I noticed that that was the main event. That's actually a really good main event and that, that could and be one of the biggest women's fights of the year yeah and we talk about it. that's yeah those are the kind of fights that need to headline these if they're going to keep running the apex yes apex for you know if they're going to run it even six times a year these are the kind of fight those are the kind of fights that should should headline it winners should be getting a title shot and a, i mean yeah. it could be a great fight a, a fight again a fight between 
highly touted prospects that are on the way up who aren't going to sell tickets, but you want to start getting the start building them to where they can sell tickets. Yeah. So, so, yeah. so, so this one's been moved to San Antonio, which San Antonio. is perfect March, market for Cheeto Vera. Yeah. 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 Perfect and, market uh, for Cheeto Vera. Yeah. I mean, and obviously we talked about last week, there was talk about Irene Aldana and Raquel Pennington headline that show. You can't, you, and we were supposed to say like, you can't headline. No headline with that fight. I'm sorry. I don't even know if that fight's going to even happen, happen. But I mean, we said that like, you can't, that's headline. another one you could put in the apex. Yeah. You can't have, but you can't headline headline, uh, a building that seats 14,000 with that. But you know what? You can, you can put definitely put that on the main card with all those Mexican fans in there. They'll be way behind Irene Aldana. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? That fight might not be, it might happen. It might not be happening. It might, they might go back to trying to do Nunez and Aldana now. So, okay. All right. So that's, that's a good move for, for UFC. And uh, we got an update on uh, Aldermaine Sterling and Henry Cejudo. Yet another one. uh, But it's starting to look like May is going to be for sure. For okay. Sure. I mean, we, I mean, it's been talked about for March, for April, but it really feels like I think Sterling talked to the doctors. I don't think he's going to have to go surgery, undergo surgery, but uh, yeah, May is looking likely for that one. That's got to be uh, kind of somewhere in the Northeast, I would think, if they're going to do that show in May. Well, it can't be New York. Sterling can't get cleared there. So. Oh, okay. So could be Arizona, Cejudo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah we'll find out soon, I'm sure. And yeah. uh, we got a timeline for Brandon Moreno and Alejandra Ponteja. Uh, not necessarily a timeline, but there's talk of uh, Moreno uh, mentioned. Uh, there's talk of a of a UFC pay-per-view in September in Mexico City, and uh, which would be – which if that happens, Moreno yeah, is going to be there. So, yeah. And then you either if if Yara Rodriguez or Tisha Torres win win the title, yeah. then no, Alexa Grasso or Alexa Grasso. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Tisha Torres okay. ain't fighting anytime soon. No, no, no. What? Yeah, right. She. Yeah. No, I, I don't know why I mixed that up. But yeah, yeah. she Alexa is fighting Valentina. Yeah. Uh, soon, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah March. Yeah, March. Yeah, 6th. so that's that that timeline works out perfectly for <laughs> either her or Yara. And I'm sure put thing. I'm sure they put these fights together. You know, with that in mind. Yep. Um, yeah. So, and uh, one other news note because this happened after I emailed you, Kevin Lee back in the UFC. Oh, did yeah. he even fight in the uh, in he fought, Har- in he uh, fought, uh, he, promotion? Yeah, he uh, beat Diego Sanchez. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so but, he's uh, back. He's yeah, he, for a he fight. Posted, yeah, he posted he posted a picture this week, and he had a meeting with Dana White and Hunter Campbell, and they came to you know he's back now, and it says he's going to fight in the spring. Where do you, when, where you think he's gonna fight at one fifty five or one seventy? They didn't say. Uh, okay. uh, so it's hard. To, it's hard to know. I don't know. I haven't heard much about him. So I tough. Was... I, I wish they would do a hundred sixty five pound division, but yeah, uh, him and there's a few others that uh, would really yeah. be helped. But uh, it's nice to see him back though. And I can we think we all kind of figured yeah. out what happened. Yeah, yeah, and we all said at the time like this kind of felt like an unjustified release yeah. just because of. Just because of you know he battled a whole bunch of injuries and and the level of competition he was losing to was was insane uh, insane yeah hopefully he's getting paid yeah um, all right and we got a few interesting fights on the uh, horizon uh, you can tell us about some of them okay yeah uh, UFC two eighty five uh, they did uh, Cody Garbrandt he's supposed to fight Julio Arce Arce pulled out they did get him a fight he's fighting Trevin Jones and, okay. Uh, 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 UFC 287, the show we talked about in a uh, 
in uh, in Miami. Uh, Michael Kiesa gets Lee Jingliang. That's which, interesting. Which that I be. which I I should probably take credit for. Oh yeah, credit for I I should be the USC basketball. I remember uh, I retweeted it. I retweeted it or quote tweeted it the other day when they announced this announced this fight. But I remember Bisping. I think it was or not Bisping Kiesa. I think it was back in December. December, he said. He said, "Who should I fight in March and April?" And I responded, "Like knowing knowing how Sean and Mick book book and how they match up fighters who are coming off wins, fighters off of losses, losses. I'm going to go ahead and say that your next fight's going to be against Jing, Jing Liang. And here it is, two months later, is Jing Liang. And I pointed, and I, I think I quote treated. I was like, "Wow, I should be UFC matchmaker because wow, well, we we all know, we all know they've heard my ideas before." And have, anybody uh, that listens to this show knows that yeah, you should be you should have a position uh, as a consultant. Um, maybe and, I do. Yeah, um, and yeah, I guess uh, that's probably it for the ones you had listed here. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. The other stuff is my, you know, minor. Pretty minor, Brian, yeah. Brian Keller against Journey Newson in April, but yeah, yeah. All right, so that is just about going to do it, and uh, yeah, we uh, went a little over here, but like I said at the top, it was a big, big, big week with a lot of big stuff to talk about. So uh, you can uh, check out Ryan's uh, coverage of uh, of the last week's show that'll be coming up in the coming weeks observer and already uh, done too oh good for you good for you and then you had uh you had a week off last week so you didn't have anything in this past week's observer right right um yeah so yeah i just started it this week with the royal rumble coverage and everything um that was a big story um and then of course you can follow ryan uh covering the show from australia this this coming weekend on uh, wrestlingobserver.com and uh possibly on the uh, post-game show that uh, uh, Wrestling Observer with uh, Brian Alvers and Dave Meltzer. And uh, for me, I'll be on, uh, obviously, the Dynamite show tomorrow on the Patreon, um, so you can check that out. Um, and we may have a special guest. I don't want to publish it yet in case it doesn't happen, but or promote it yet in case it doesn't happen. But if it if it does, it should be a lot of fun. And, uh, and then this coming weekend, I'll be on... Um, the road to show with uh, Garrett Gonzalez and Jeremy Finestone. And we'll be talking about the road to WrestleMania and looking ahead at elimination chamber and how we think that's going to go. And uh, Garrett hasn't sent me the topics yet, but I assume that's what we're going to be talking about. Um, but yeah, that, that show has been good. It, uh, we had the past two weeks that's on YouTube and then they dropped the uh, audio version on the Patreon. So you can check that out. YouTube.com slash Viking media or sign up for the Patreon at patreon.com slash Viking media, just five bucks a month. So, uh, and uh, yeah, so Ryan, uh, all that out of the way, why don't you take us home like you always do? All right. I hope everybody enjoyed the show. Uh, Have a great week and enjoy the fights this weekend. Later.